0: Hey guys, I'm Pragya and I'm Charlotte and welcome back to the Breakout Room podcast. This episode is part 7 of our series 8 Voices where we help you create the life you want by sharing unique stories of passionate students who are pursuing their own dreams. We are welcoming guest speakers from a wide variety of colleges, majors, and backgrounds to show how you can use college as an opportunity to elevate your personal goals and ultimately achieve success.
1: We will be running this series all throughout July and we're releasing new episodes twice a week every Sunday and Wednesday. So follow us on Instagram and whichever podcast platform you're listening on to make sure you don't miss out on all the content.
0: Today we are so excited
1: to have our friend Da on our podcast. Da is a second year nursing student at the University of Virginia on the Questford Scholarship, which is a full scholarship given to students who have succeeded academically while experiencing financial hardships. Because of being an Asian American, she has had to deal with a lot of pressure from society to become an engineer, doctor, or lawyer, but she found the courage to explore and pursue her own dreams and passions instead of everyone else's. We also discuss how being in a predominantly white institution has affected us and how Da came to terms with her identity by being involved in cultural organization. Her journey and future ambitions are very touching and inspiring, to be sure to listen to the whole interview. We also wanted to share this message to all of our listeners at UC Davis.
0: Enjoy the best of student life at Seoul at West Village, a UC Davis off-campus housing option located just a few minutes from campus. Seoul offers one, two, three, and four-bedroom apartment options, which come fully furnished with eco-friendly appliances. Schedule a FaceTime tour with them today through their website. Current leasing specials are $300 off if you sign for a private room and $500 off for a double-up room. They'll waive your application fee and security deposit for anyone that signs a lease within 48 hours. Be sure to check out their website linked in our description and follow their Instagram at Salt West Village.
1: All right, so let's get right into the interview. Da, would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Hi, guys. I'm Da, and I'm a rising second year at UVA from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm studying nursing in the UVA School of Nursing.
0: So we really want to know how your journey was and how you got to where you are today. So let's start with your high school experience and we'll go on from there. What was it like growing up and did you have any big dreams when you were younger? Well, I grew up in a pretty
2: strict Asian household. My parents immigrated here only about 20 years ago and so they have a very traditional Asian mindset. And so I think growing up I had a lot of pressure to be either the stereotypical um, doctor, engineer, lawyer. And so I think a lot of my dreams weren't really my own dreams. It was just me trying to kind of satisfy what my parents wanted.
1: Yeah, I feel like I can relate. Like my parents always wanted me to be a doctor. So I tried to pursue that for them. But then I realized that's not like truly my passion.
0: I think my parents have always supported whatever I wanted to pursue. But the lingering like expectation that we have to be able to support ourselves and that making steady money is more important than chasing our passions has always been ingrained in our heads.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't know, I feel like especially since I want to go into consulting, it's kind of new and not talked about. Like my mom was an accountant. So it's kind of a very traditional path if you want to go through business and it's more of a tangible or I don't know how to explain it. Like it's like more math and sciencey, whereas consulting is just basically whatever you want it to be. And I think it's hard for Asian families to grasp that concept of
1: abstractness, if that makes I sense. Know. My parents always tell me to go into like finance or investment banking. Yeah. And not consulting. But mm-hmm.
2: yeah. And I think what ties into that is because my parents both grew up in low income households and uh, even coming to America, like after they had me um, growing up, like I also grew up in low income. And so I think a lot of that came from my parents worrying about me and they wanted me to make sure that um, money would never have to be an issue in my future. And so um, a lot of it just came from like them trying to care about me and like wanting the best for me, which I understand, but a lot of that just built pressure, um, like, in regards to what I wanted to pursue and things like that.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think that, honestly, in college, we're learned to have a lot of confidence and have faith in ourselves, which I think is really important, but especially with growing up, like, having parents who immigrated here, it's hard for them to just trust the process or, I don't know, like, they want something that has, like, demonstrated, result and they want us to be financially stable instead of just trusting our instincts or that trusting the
1: process so going off of the pressure what was your high school experience like so my high school
2: experience was pretty atypical i actually went to a pretty rigorous stem school it's ranked number one in georgia and it was once ranked three in the nation so it was pretty stressful um, I think that added on to a lot of the pressure and stress that I experienced in terms of trying to be successful because of the environment I was in and um, it was just like very competitive and um, my parents wanted me to be in that environment so that I would be more ambitious if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think I think we can all relate to this too because I grew up in Nova, which is, kind of whack in a lot of ways, especially like the whole Nova mentality um, that goes to UVA. I feel like we're all just competing against each other. And I know Priya also went to like a governor's school. Mm-hmm. So I think we've all experienced that constant need to do well and be better than our peers.
1: Yeah. But do you feel like that has changed in college? I think it's more collaborative, and everyone's on their own path, so it's less. I mean, there's still pressure and stress, but at least it's not as competitive unless you make it.
0: Yeah. Also, the I don't know if your high school had rankings, but mine did, and I did
1: too.
0: I feel like it's just kind of the worst things that you could do to teens.
1: Yeah. Um. Overall, it wasn't my friends right now are not the people I'm competing with in college as much. So I think that helps a lot.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think trying to make sure that you're surrounded by people who support you and not try to like bring you down or um, compare themselves with you is very helpful. Just being in that positive environment. I think in high school, in terms of extracurriculars and things I was involved in, I honestly wasn't that involved (laughs) in like sports or any of that because, well, for one, my school didn't offer sports um, and that was kind of odd. I think a lot of people actually ended up leaving the school because they wanted to pursue that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I think I, in general, I just didn't really have time to pursue a lot of extracurriculars because it was so rigorous. All I really had time for was schoolwork and academics, um, and the extracurriculars that I was involved in were like academic focused. So it was like math society and like clubs <laughs> um, like those. So yeah,
0: yeah. And what were I? I guess like how did those extracurriculars and growing up and your high school experience shape your career aspirations at? that point in your life
2: so at that point I was still trying to satisfy my parents wishes and being in a stem school where it's very math and science focused um they still expected me to kind of pursue a career in the doctor or engineering field um and so I think I just kind of settled with trying to pursue medicine and so that was just kind of my mindset at that point like oh I'll a doctor. So my parents will be happy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think we both, like, Pragya and I know you personally, and we obviously know that you're pursuing something, not exactly like just being a doctor, but you're pursuing other things and getting involved a lot more in the college atmosphere. So what was the moment you realized that you wanted to steer away from what your parents wanted for you?
2: Well, I actually interned at a hospital in uh, my junior year of high school and I interned there thinking I would kind of advance my career in medicine specifically but to my surprise it actually made me more interested in the work that nurses did because I worked right alongside nurses and um, I did a lot of direct one-on-one patient care and um, kind of like the people to people interaction aspect of it, I was more involved in. And so I think that triggered like, oh, this is really cool. Um I kind of admired this side of nursing and I was like, oh maybe this is what I actually want to do. Um and yeah, also throughout high school I was really involved in a nonprofit organization and it was for volunteering with people with disabilities. And um we would all like work with them. And um, also throughout high school, I was really involved with a nonprofit organization where we volunteered for people with disabilities. And all of the volunteers would work with um, people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And I think that aspect of just like working with each individual person and catering towards their individual needs was something that I became really passionate about. And I realized that nursing kind of fit in perfectly with, this um idea of service if that makes sense. And so yeah, that's when I realized like nursing sounds really cool and I think this might be what I want to pursue in the future.
0: Yeah, and obviously our entire series is all about helping high schoolers and incoming freshmen or first years decide what they're passionate about like I feel like it's really hard to design your own life and create the life that you want if you don't even know what you're passionate about is there like you talked about how these experiences have led you to want to pursue nursing is there like a feeling like is it a gut feeling that you you were just like that's what I want to do with my life
2: yeah I think it's a lot of trial and error Um, but once you find it it's definitely a gut feeling and it's something it's it just brings you like so much joy and happiness and it's like this I can see myself doing this for the rest of my life kind of feeling
1: yeah I think it was the right decision for you too yeah like it's not um, something just for money like you're actually doing something that you're so passionate about
2: yeah so when it comes to also learning in this field like when you're actually passionate about learning and having fun with learning it's like That's how you kind of know that this is for you. It's not just something that you do to get it over with. It's like you actually have fun with it and you enjoy it.
0: So yeah, I think that's how I realized. I feel like in high school, a lot of the times we were frustrated with the structure and how we had to do whatever teachers told us to do. And we took a lot of subjects that we weren't passionate about at all. And Mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like high school kind of doesn't encourage that pursual of passion. Like, if they don't teach kids how to explore different possibilities, and I'm not talking about just different classes, but having hands-on experience, they'll never know what they're actually passionate about. So, I think that a great way to find out your interests are definitely through volunteer work. Um, Like, obviously, that's super valuable, or just internships and hands-on experience.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think one thing that I was really grateful for my high school was that they made internships and that kind of work of a graduation requirement. And so by junior and senior year, we were required to be involved in a certain internship. And even I, I think through that, it kind of forced myself to put myself out there and um, force myself to actually like figure out what I want to be passionate about and be involved in in the future. Um, and I know that a lot of different high schools don't have those type of opportunities. So it's kind of up to you. Um, even though for me, it was a graduation requirement. I still encourage, I would still encourage everyone who doesn't have the opportunity to still force yourself to um, pursue those opportunities on your own time. It definitely takes a lot of like your own efforts to find what you're passionate about. Like your passion just doesn't come to you. Like you chase your passion.
1: Yeah, so I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I went to my normal public high school and also governor's school. So in governor's school, they required me to do research. So I did research related to biology. But in my public school, they just encouraged us to do internships. So they didn't really like specify. So I did an internship with like a political campaign. And I did research and I volunteered at the hospital. So I kind of like that showed me like what I did like and what I didn't like. So I could kind of figure out what I was passionate about and I encourage you guys to do the same. I think it's really cool. You guys had that experience with your high school.
0: I feel like my high school was kind of, it was so busy and everyone's always doing stuff. And, but like it wasn't encouraged to chase what you're passionate for. Like I spent my entire life playing the violin and that was basically my only identity And when I realized I didn't want to go to music school, it was kind of like I didn't really have a backup plan and I had to figure out my entire passion through college. And all I had to base off of that was the classes I took and I didn't have any hands on experience.
2: Yeah, I totally understand that. Um, I think for a lot of people in high school, we just kind of focus on like our academics and whatever extracurriculars we're doing, because it's kind of it all kind of leads up to getting accepted into college, um, which is totally fine. Um, But I think even trying to find your passion in college is totally okay because in college, you're kind of free to um, join whatever you want that makes you happy and you can kind of find your passion through that. And so I think college provides a lot of opportunities for that as well.
1: So we kind of talked about how you picked your major, but how did you choose your college? So I
2: actually didn't really know about UVA before my junior year of high school. Um, I found out about it through this program called QuestBridge, and QuestBridge is basically this scholarship program for low-income students, and um, it has a lot of different college partners, and UVA was actually one of their college partners, and so um, I started researching more about UVA and I was actually born and raised in Georgia all my life. And so by the time it came to choosing what college I wanted to go to, I knew that I wanted to go out of state and kind of experience something different for once. Um, and also I was very interested in nursing at this point. And so um, I found out that UVA had one of the best nursing schools in the nation. And so everything just kind of lined up and they, um, provided a lot of financial aid for out-of-state students. They're very generous um, for low-income students. And so, yeah, everything just worked out in the end.
0: Was your college application journey, like, did it turn out the way you expected it to? Like, did you go in with the mindset that you wanted to go to UVA and then it worked out perfectly?
2: I think I, okay. So I actually applied to 15 different colleges (laughs) Relatable. Um, I applied to 10. Yeah. I
1: applied to 10
2: too.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, because I think all I really wanted to do was get accepted. Like, um, And I think a lot of that came from like insecurity because I wasn't very confident in my abilities and I wasn't very confident in myself. So my mindset was just kind of like, I just want to get into college, you know. Um, but I think after getting accepted into UVA and Um, finding out that their nursing school is like very competitive and like actually being accepted into that I think that gave me a lot of confidence and it was like oh I can maybe this is something I can actually end up doing and um, be good at if that makes sense.
0: (laughs) I feel like I was a little bit of the opposite like the college application process
1: tore down my confidence. (laughs) Yeah same. Being in state I feel like UVA was just like Always a plan for us, and we wanted something more kind of like you and your Georgia State column. Mm-hmm. But I but, think it needed to happen.
0: I needed to have my ego crushed just a yeah. little bit. I
1: think I needed it too because I yeah. used to think I was the shit. I didn't
0: think I was the shit, but I knew I was a shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <What? Like> I- <laughs> <laughs> like I knew I was something, you know. I thought I was like at least okay, but I wasn't, you know. Yeah,
0: and I didn't. I didn't want to go to a school that so many people from my high school were going, and then after realizing that people who put in minimal effort from my high school also got in, that was really frustrating to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: but I think but it, worked it was out. good. Yeah, I think that I'm very motivated by rejection. Like mm-hmm. I will work. 10 times harder if you reject me don't reject me if you're listening to this but like (laughs) you know like it needed to happen yeah so how has college changed your perspective on life well I think going out of state
2: definitely helped me become a lot more independent and so um because I was finally away from my parents uh, I was away from my old friends it forced me to step out of my comfort zone, um, try to build a life for myself and surround myself with pe- with um, new people. And so I think it changed my perspective on life in that it kind of gave me my own power to shape who I wanted to become. Um, and yeah, I think college has also helped me be more carefree and just kind of let go and... Um, live life like more fun i guess because um in high school like i said it was really rigorous and all i was focused on was academics so i think college was a new experience um in trying to get away from that mindset and not only focus on my academics but um also focus on my social life and um the people i surround myself with and um like my mental health and all of that so yeah, I think everything is just a lot more chill now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I can relate to that. I would go to school at like 7am and would come back at 5pm. Then I would go home and like, do my work. And I didn't really have time to like hang out with my friends and stuff. But going to college, I've just been able to like prioritize my time wisely and like, grow, like mentally more and not just like focus on school. Like, focus on my extracurriculars and build more like meaningful connections and stuff, which has been nice. And I feel like I've changed as a person. I think before college, people don't
0: realize the power they have to shape their life into whatever they want it to be. Like the public school system or just the school system in general has so much structure that there is specific actions expected from you at each path. And it's kind of like people holding your hand every step of the way. And college gives you a new freedom that you can either use to your advantage, or you can just ignore and, I don't know, chill and do whatever. And it's nice to mm-hmm. chill. But it's all about having that own ballot, like your own balance. And I think that if you're actually passionate about making your life into what you want it to be without the pressure of everyone else and without listening to society's expectations it's up to you to make that happen
2: yeah for sure um I think not saying that like going out of state is like necessary for self-growth or anything but I will say that like going out of state for me definitely played a big role in that because um just like being around my parents and um if I had settled for just like staying here in georgia i think i would have just been very complacent with my life um and not strive to kind of improve myself and like find what i'm passionate about and all of that um and so i think like going out of state and being placed in that environment and kind of just like being thrown in a in an ocean um, it kind of forced myself to learn how to swim
1: going off of like how college has changed you What are you involved in college that has had a great impact in your life and like have you been involved in activism and stuff? So one thing that has impacted me a lot is joining
2: Asian interest organizations because it's helped me a lot with coming to terms with my own identity and so I think when I first came to UVA I felt very intimidated because Atlanta is very diverse. I always grew up in Um, a diverse area. My friend groups were always really diverse. So first coming to a white dominated institution, it was kind of shocking for me. Um, And it kind of made me insecure in a lot of ways. And um, yeah, I think through joining Asian interest organizations, it kind of reminded me of where I come from, in a sense. And uh, one organization in particular is um AKD Phi which is an Asian interest sorority and that has helped me a lot in terms of like raising Asian awareness and learning more about my own identity and other people's identities as well um I think overall my involvement in those type of organizations has really helped me stand my ground
0: so I like literally almost didn't come to UVA because of the lack of diversity um like it was a huge factor in me picking my college and I knew that I didn't want to go somewhere that wasn't welcoming. I I wouldn't say it's not welcoming, but it's definitely like you guys feel it too, right? Is it is it just me? <laughs> it's like you're in it, but it,
2: it's kind of like when you're in it, but you still feel like an outsider.
0: Yeah. It's subtle in ways. Mhm. I didn't like I didn't want to be I didn't want to have to pretend to be someone I wasn't just to fit in. I feel like a lot of Asian Americans try to suppress where they're from and their cultural identity just to fit in. And I think college has really encouraged me to speak out about where I'm from and who I am. I don't feel like no one really knows where I'm from because I just used to never talk about it and it wasn't. I tried to make it not a big part of my life because I thought that it was what society wanted from me, but it really doesn't help anyone at all.
1: Yeah, I can relate to that. I grew up in a pretty white community, which I know both of you didn't. Did you, Charlotte? Um, I It was definitely whiter than a lot of
0: Nova because I'm like on the border and... I like the white
1: majority is still a huge thing, but I think yeah. diversity was encouraged somewhere. Yeah, so in my school, I was the only Indian there and there was one other Asian student and wow. not. I didn't feel comfortable sharing my identity and like being Asian because obviously I tried to fit in with them so I could like have friends and stuff. Or they would just... Because I moved here when I was 12. And everyone called me weird and, like, different. But when I came to UVA, I was like, this is not an issue at all. Like, what are you guys talking about? You're talking about, like, not having enough, like, diversity? Like, I have never seen diversity like this before. Like, Asians, like, I've never, like... I have only met five families where I used to live that were Asian. I was still, like, not embracing my identity at this point. So I was just becoming friends with everyone. And then I started realizing that like, oh, like, maybe being Asian and maybe like owning up to that and like discovering my past and like my heritage is like not a bad thing. And it all started with me joining this club named Apalti. And it was the Asian Pacific American Leadership Institute. And I only joined it for the leadership aspect, but I learned so much about my identity that it's crazy. And now so many of my friends are Asians and I'm friends with everyone. And it doesn't feel like I'm hiding anything anymore like I used to in the past. So which is kind of nice, I think. So I think college helped me in that way. Yeah, I think it can
2: be difficult um, being Asian American and kind of having to balance those two sides of your identity. Um, but like mentioned before, just like being involved in those, um, environments and those communities, it can really help you, um, kind of come to terms with that two-sided identity and help you balancing it and overcoming like your fears regarding it.
0: What's some advice you would give to people who are struggling, um, with, kind of embracing their own identity and intimidated by the lack of diversity in their college community?
2: Well, as we mentioned before, just surrounding yourself with people who help you not be afraid to be yourself. um, And also mainly just being confident. Like I know that's easier said than done, but just being confident in your own identity, um, knowing that no one else can define what identity means to you and knowing that only you can define it for yourself and learning that is something that's very necessary, I feel like. Um, and it helps with a lot of self-growth.
1: self Yeah, I yeah. agree. And I also think joining Asian organizations also helped us a lot with like mm-hmm. finding people who feel the same way as us and have gone through the same things that we have gone through that some other people don't relate to as much and they don't really understand where we're coming from.
0: Yeah, especially like Pragya and I are pre-com. And it's a very, the clubs are very not diverse. Um, I would, when I walked into the room, I like I was prepared for, like, I was prepared as a minority to realize that there was a lack of diversity. But I was honestly shocked by how little it was. I think, um, like, at the introduction meeting, I, had, I was one of two girls. And that's like shocking, like in a room of 50 people, isn't that crazy? But I think a lot of the conversation that needs to happen is as people of color, we need to support each other no matter what minority group you're in. I think that's really important for the conversation to happen, um, especially as minorities, um, to support other minority groups as well, because we are all here for each other. And especially in college, you are there. It's a learning community um, and much more than that. And we need to support each other. And it's okay to not understand, but it's one thing to sit back, not understand and not do anything about it. And it's another thing to take action and try to learn more.
1: Yeah, we've kind of been taught to not like involve ourselves if it's not about us. But I think the mindset's kind of changing now for the better. It has to change.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. I think that, yeah, like like you said, Pragya, um, a lot of Asian ideals kind of stem around the fact that as Asians, we should just kind of keep to ourselves, focus on ourselves, don't really um, try to involve ourselves in other people's business. Um, But I think especially in times like this um, with um, all of the Black Lives Matter um, and just um, encouraging anti-Black racism is, like they shouldn't have to stand alone in that. And as fellow people of color, We need to just all support each other and um, help each other when it comes to being oppressed in in that sense. With the coronavirus earlier in the year, too, when Asian people were being oppressed, um, we didn't want to stand alone with that. And so I think um, we should all be mindful um, of other people's oppressions um, as minorities and just all kind of stick together.
0: Yeah. And I think as Asian people with the whole sticking to ourselves, like keeping to ourselves thing, um, sometimes it's uncomfortable to talk about these things and have the conversation. But I think we need to make the uncomfortable comfortable.
1: Like it's time
0: to change. Yeah, it's time
1: to do that. So talking a little bit more about the future, who would you say you look up to? I,
2: this is such a basic answer, but (laughs) I definitely look up to my family. Um, Obviously, my parents, because they kind of built this life for me, but I think I really look up to my sister. Uh, She's actually 10 years older than me. Um, So growing up, she was always kind of like my mom figure. Um, Right now, she's very successful. She um, worked in California for a while, but now she moved to DC, and she's doing a lot of nonprofit work. Um and yeah she's just very she's just very bold and she's not afraid to be herself she's very outspoken yeah she one time she told me a story um er, okay sorry one time she texted me and she was telling me how um at her workplace this white male was just being very condescending and telling her to do her job right and all of that um And I think when she finally experienced that in the workplace, she was kind of like taken aback, but she wasn't afraid to speak up and kind of stand her ground. And I really look up to that. And I think that's who I aspire to be as well.
0: So what do you aspire to be and what are your plans for the future?
2: Well, I plan on graduating and obtaining my bachelor's degree in nursing in 2023. Um, And after that, I... I'm going to take the NCLEX exam, which is the standardized test for licensing nurses. Um, And then after I hopefully pass that, (laughs) I can start working in the hospital. Um, I think ideally I would like to work as a registered nurse for a year or two. And then I plan on applying for grad school. And so um, grad school will be about three years. And my end goal is to eventually become a nurse practitioner. So, yeah, I think... Um, Eventually, I just want to live, you know, a life full of love, happiness. I just want to be content (laughs) with myself. Um, Hopefully, I'll be married in the next 10 years. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just honestly, I think I really want to make a significant impact in healthcare, especially as a minority in the STEM field.
0: And if money wasn't in the equation, what would you do with your life?
2: I think I would do more like volunteer work. Like working for a nonprofit, or like, um, like I like I mentioned before, I was really involved with volunteering for people with disabilities, and so I think I would probably want to pursue something in that realm. Um, I just want to make a world a happy place, man. Like, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but yeah. So to kind of wrap things back up, do you think you were able to create the life that you wanted? Oh,
2: definitely. I think it was a lot of trial and error, and it was not easy at all, but um, I think I've grown a lot since high school. I think I've experienced a lot of um, new things, and through that, I've really been able to find what I'm passionate about. I've been able to surround myself with really supportive and loving people. Um, I've been great in terms of my mental health. I've been learning how to be more happy with myself. Um, and overall, I think, yeah, like life's great. Like I'm thriving, not gonna
1: lie.
0: <laughs> so it's I like it seems like you have it all together, but I'm sure you have you didn't get to this point without any difficulties along the way. And I know fear is a huge thing that stops us, especially at this age. Um, so what were some of your difficulties that you've faced and how did you overcome those things?
2: Well, I think fear is definitely a thing. Um, personally, the fear of the unknown absolutely terrifies me. Um, uncertainty terrifies me. Um, and I think when I was trying to pursue nursing, um, I was just very confused um, uh, even though I knew that it was something I wanted to do, I wasn't completely sure if my parents would approve, and I wasn't sure if um I would be able to kind of live up to the name um because this is because i I'm like working with lives of actual human beings. So it's just kind of um, a lot of fear in terms of my abilities. um no, and, kind of not knowing if I would be capable of doing well in
1: this um, career. That's okay, but how have you overcome that?
2: I think I've come a long way in terms of overcoming these fears and just being confident in myself and my abilities um, and just kind of focusing on myself. But of course, every day is a struggle. Even though it's a struggle every day, at the same time, I'm also learning how to better overcome them. And yeah, I think it's just all part of the journey.
0: What advice would you give our listeners about finding out what they're passionate about and creating the life that they want?
2: Honestly, just have fun with it. Um, I know that the future can be very intimidating and stressful, um, but that's just a part of life and just um, learning how to go with the flow and knowing that you're not the only one. Um, is very helpful. And having a good support system, surrounding yourself with people um, who will encourage you um, and fight for you. Um, Okay, I'm saying um so much. Okay. And also having a good support system, surrounding yourself with people who will encourage you to achieve your goals, friends who will fight for you. And yeah, that, I think that will really prevent you from drowning in your own thoughts and struggles because it can be really hard to deal with that um, on your own. And also avoiding trying to put everything on a timeline because if you are always telling yourself, oh, I need to figure this out by this age or this date, then it just puts a lot more unnecessary pressure Um Really just go with the flow. Life should not be planned out. Life is something that you should just roll with. <laughs> um, and everything. And if everything works out, everything will work out naturally. Never try to force anything or be stressed that it's not
1: going the way you want it to. Everything will be fine in the end. Every time I try to plan something out, it just like never goes the way I want it to. So I feel like my life goes a lot better and flows a lot better. If I just let go and let whatever happened, happen. And that's not to say just kind of
2: lay back and let your life just happen with no goals or ambition, but it's more of the idea that you should have goals, but avoid trying to have a strict timeline to achieve those goals.
0: Chasing your dreams can be really exhausting and really hard. It's a lot of hard work, um, a lot of things that happen behind the scenes. And I know that Da has been working so hard every day to do the things that she's she wants and to become the person she is today. So let's end it off by doing three self-care goals that we want to improve um, our mental health.
1: Okay, so I can kind of start it off. I... This has this time has been super eye-opening and a lot has happened. And I do want to document it more than I have been doing. So I want to get into journaling and writing about a specific topic or how I'm feeling or certain things that I have been involving myself in more. So I guess my self-care goal would be to write like just a page about a topic every single day before going to sleep.
0: And for me, I would say to turn off my technology more, especially in the mornings and right before bed. Um, I think that I'm on my phone way too much and sometimes consuming too much content can be overwhelming and really stressful to my mental health. So I definitely want to have that time off um, from everything. And it will honestly improve my rest a lot more. I feel like recently I've been taking breaks here and there, but not completely turning off. Like if I go on my phone and count that as a break, my brain is still running. So just learning how to balance that all.
2: For me, I definitely want to be more active, especially during quarantine. I tend to just keep myself cooped up in my room and not see sunlight, (laughs) just stay at my desk all day or my bed. But recently, my friends and I, we've been doing Zoom workouts. We've been doing Chloe Ting together, and that's been really fun. And I also want to try to take more walks outside to just clear my mind. Um, Yeah, I think going outside and just breathing in fresh air is really helpful and necessary for your health and both your physical and your mental health.
1: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of 8 Voices Today. Stay tuned for more episodes to this series every Sunday and Wednesday. Remember
0: to follow us on Instagram at The Breakout Room Podcast for even more content and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you enjoy our podcast. It really helps us out. Thank you. Bye.